Welcome to episode number 65 of the Dust Safety Science Podcast. We're creating a global community around process safety and industries handling combustible dust. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Cloney. In today's episode, we're talking about the effect of particle size on dust deflagration. This episode is part of the fundamental science series that we've been running throughout 2019 and into this year, 2020, talking about different scientific aspects of dust deflagration, dust fire, and dust explosion. Some of the previous episodes that we covered include Does Size Matter? Why the 20 liter chamber is the standard dust explosion testing size. In episode 39, we talked about the fundamental burning characteristics of five combustible dust. In episode 42, we talked about the fundamentals of explosion prevention, protection, and avoiding incident sequences in episode 48. Today's episode, we're talking about the effect of particle size on dust deflagration. We're going to talk about why the rate of dust deflagration matters, why particle size or how particle size affects the rate of the dust deflagration, what is the impact on different dust deflagration parameters like KST, uh, minimum explosible concentration, MEC, and minimum ignition energy, MIE. We're going to talk about what are some open challenges in understanding the impact of particle size on dust deflagration. So getting started then, why does the rate of dust deflagration matter? So this would be the flame speed or the flame propagation rate. If you have an ignition point inside of a dust cloud, how fast does that flame move throughout the cloud? This is important because it it determines how fast the maximum pressure is reached in a vessel containing the explosion or in a building containing the explosion, and ultimately how violent the explosion is, how much impulse will be imparted on the uh, occupants and on the structural members inside that building or inside that structure. So this flame speed or this flame propagation rate gives you your maximum rate of pressurize in a closed vessel, which is the parameter that goes into determining your KST. So how fast this dust deflagration occurs determines how fast the KST or how high the KST value is for that dust, which is then that explosion parameter that's used to design protection systems and also in determining the the overall effect of that dust explosion. Usually as particle size goes down, the rate of the flame propagation or the KST goes up, but we'll see this isn't always the case and, we'll, case, and we'll talk about some specific cases where this uh, doesn't happen in this podcast episode. So then why does the particle size impact the rate of the dust cloud deflagration or, or the deflagration in the dust cloud? The big thing here is the effect of the surface area of the individual particles on that burning velocity or on that flame speed in that cloud. So we talked about this a bit in episode 42 of the podcast on fundamental burning characteristics of five combustible dusts. But there's actually a process involved for a dust particle to react and contribute to that flame propagation. So the dust particle must be heated. It takes a set amount of time to be heated up to a a value in which it can react. Then it has to react. Then you get this uh, burnt particle afterwards that's taking heat or energy out of the system because it's still being heated. One of the complicating factors here is this reaction step is quite different for different materials. If you have a high volatile coal, then you have a fully what's known as homogeneous reaction. So gas will be, the volatiles will be released from the coal particle after it heats up enough. Then those volatiles are actually what reacts and combusts and leads to the the next particle heating up and leads to that flame propagation. Contrary to this, an iron particle reacts fully heterogeneously. So it does not have any gases that occur during that reaction. The reaction happens solely at the surface between oxygen molecules in the air and the iron, solid iron that's at the surface of the particle creates solid iron oxide. So this whole reaction step is quite different depending on the the type, the nature of the particles, even the size of the particles impacts this. But most dusts are heated up in this first step. Then they have some reaction mechanism, which can be simple, like in the case of a high volatile coal, it might be a little bit simpler, or could it be very complex? Uh, It could have many steps, 
many limiting rates. Um, generally, all these steps are inversely proportional to the surface area of the particle. So if you think about it, if they're all if they're limited by the heating step, uh, the higher surface area you have, the faster that particle can heat up. And this is why decreasing the particle size generally increases the combustion of a single particle, increases the rate of flame propagation in that cloud if you have that particle dispersed as a cloud. In particular here, the, the parameter that's often mentioned as being the critical one is the specific surface area. So this is surface area per unit volume or per unit mass. So what does that mean? If you take the overall surface area around the particle and divide it by its volume, you'll get a specific surface area. And you'll know this if you ever try to heat something up, if you cut it into pieces um, and then heat up, say, in a frying pan afterwards, it heats up much faster because there's a lot more surface area for conduction to occur and heat the individual masses. So the masses is smaller in each individual piece, but the overall surface area is higher. It's the same with, with dust and same as if you're trying to burn a log, if you chop that up into kindling, you're increasing its specific surface area. That's why it heats up faster. And you chop that up even further into sawdust, that's why it can react fast enough to actually burn in a cloud and cause an explosion. You're increasing the specific surface area. It's important to note there's also other impacts on surface area. You can have things like the porosity of the material, how many holes or divots or lumps are there. Because each one of those lumps on the surface contributes more surface area per unit volume of that, uh, that particle. This is why things like activated carbon burns very fast. When you activate carbon, you put very small, low-volume pores into it, and this is done so that it enhances reaction. That also enhances the combustion reaction if that particle is being heated and reacted, which will result in a, in a faster and more violent uh, explosion happening with dust of that material. So then what's the impact of this on the dust deflagration parameters? So on KST, on the maximum rate of pressurized, uh, determined through standardized testing, research from Bartnick in 1978, in a paper that's, that's actually in German, but is luckily referenced by Dr. Rolf Eckhoff in Dust Explosions in the Process Industries, he found that the KST is linearly related to the specific surface area for aluminum dust. So as you decrease the particle size, you increase the specific surface area and you increase the maximum rate of pressurize and the KST of that material. In terms of the effect on MEC, minimum explosible concentration, Hertzberg and Cashdollar in a 1987 report as part of their work with the U.S. Bureau of Mines. The report is actually titled Introduction to Dust Explosions, and it was an ASTM special technical publication. They looked at MEC of low-volatile coal, high-volatile coal, and polyethylene, and found that it also decreases with decreasing particle size, but only up to a point. I think the polyethylene, they found it decreased to around 100 uh, micron, and then after that, the MEC stayed constant. And then for high-volatile coal, it was lower, maybe it was 80 or 70 micron, then stay constant, and then for um, low volatile cold is even less. So there's two effects here. One is the effect of surface area, and this is actually causing the MEC to decrease until heating of that particle is no longer the limiting step, until that becomes faster than the reaction steps that are happening for that material. And at that case, then further decreasing the specific surface area doesn't have the same effect. So it levels out, as you decrease the particle size further, the MEC stays constant. The second effect, and one that we'll talk about a little bit later in this podcast episode, is actually agglomeration. As you make the particle size smaller, the particles are more likely to lump together, to clump together and act like a single larger particle. So you may have 10 or 20 or 30 individual particles kind of stuck together. So the surface area is not exposed anymore. 
and just that old, older area would be reacting. And this happens as you decrease the particle size. We'll talk a little bit about it later on in this episode as well. So then the last deflagration parameter we'll talk about is the MIE, the minimum ignition energy. And again, this was explored by Wolfgang Bartnick in a 1987 report, uh, again in German, so it's hard to get the original copy, but it was referenced by Dr. Ralph Eckhoff in Dust Explosions in the Process Industries. Interestingly enough, this report by Bartnick is entitled Staub Explosionen, which I think is German, or I know is German for dust explosion, and that word Staub means dust. And the KST, the ST in that parameter, is actually for the German word Staub. That's where it came from which I believe was coined by Bartnick in his early research, and it's kind of stuck through a dust explosion testing. So people say this term a lot, KST, but they don't know where the ST comes from. That's where it's from. It's the German word for, for dust, for things like Staub explosion, in which is Bartnick's textbook on dust explosions, but it's written in German. So the effect of MIE was explored by Bartnick. It was also explored theoretically by Kalkirk and Schecker, also referenced in dust explosions in the process industries. What they found was a... Uh, cubic relationship between MIE and the particle diameter. So MIE was proportional to the particle diameter cubed. So one way to think about this is if you half the particle diameter, then you'd have 0.5 to the power of 3, which is approximately 0.1. It's actually one eighth, but uh, approximately 10%. So for every half or doubling of the particle diameter, the MIE will go up or down by almost a whole factor, or almost a, a factor of 10 so if the MIE was, uh, say, a millijoule and you half the particle diameter, then it will go down to 0.1 millijoules, uh, roughly, from experimental testing and theoretical considerations. So it gives you an idea what the impact on dust exposure parameters are. This is the effect of particle diameter on the actual parameters that we measure in experimental testing. KST is approximately linear with the specific surface area. MEC goes down with decreasing particle diameter, but only to a point after some Diameter, it seems to level off and stay at a constant value. And MIE decreases with the particle diameter to the power of three. So again, if you half the particle diameter, then you're going to decrease the MIE by about an order of magnitude. So what are some open challenges then in understanding the effect of particle size on dust cloud deflagration? So a lot of things that we talked about so far were really kind of fundamental characteristics. But what are some more practical things that are impacting our understanding in facilities and in processing operations today. So there's a couple of these. One is the small particle limit. So you'd be inclined to think that because KST is linear related to a specific surface area, that if you just kept decreasing the particle size and decreasing and decreasing, the violence of the explosion or the rate of the explosion would continue to increase. So for example, if you decrease to nanometric size or tenths of nanometers or hundreds of nanometers, that the maximum rate of pressurized would keep increasing or the violence of the explosion would keep increasing. And this just doesn't seem to be the case for most dust. There's been uh, a good amount of experimental testing done. And once you get to around a nanometer kind of scale, you don't see this increase in rate of pressurize or increase in the rate of the deflagration as the particle size continues decreases further. An explanation of this has been put forth by Dr. Ralph Eckhoff. I've seen him actually present on this, and I'm sure it's published as well. What he compared was the rate of agglomeration as a function of particle diameter compared to this you know, increase in burning rate because of the, the particles. And as you decrease the diameter of the particles, the agglomeration rate, so this tendency for the particles to stick together and react like lump masses of 10 or 20 or 50 or 100 particles increases. So at some point, as you're decreasing the particle diameter, this effect takes over more than the enhancement in heating and the enhancement of burning of individual particles. 
once you reach this crossover, then you'll see that you don't get this increase in rate of pressurize or in rate of deflagration as you decrease the particle diameter further. So it's important to note that this is sort of a practical thing that you'd see under most conditions. If you had some electrostatic separating process where you were separating the particles out forcefully, then you probably still would see this increased rate of explosion or rate of flame propagation with decreased particle size. But under most conditions, you're going to see that level off somewhere around the nanometer, tenths of nanometers, or maybe ten, tens of nanometers kind of scale, that effect's going to start to level off. The second open challenge is the effect of particle size distribution. So a lot of things that I've said in this episode are really kind of simple to draw. If you just draw one single particle and look at the heat transfer at the surface and then look at how fast things react and how fast devolatilization happens, you get a good idea of, of just understanding the, how, the different rates of the, how fast these things happen. But the problem is that that's not how the dust is that's in a processing operation. We take a scoop out of your dust collector, you probably have 20% less than maybe 10 micron and 50% less than 60 micron. And uh, the rest is, you know, all over above 60 micron with some that are big chunks up to maybe millimeter size. So the question is, how does this whole particle size distribution impact the parameters like KST, like MEC, and like uh, MIE? And there's been a, a lot of research on this area, and it's still kind of an opening question. Some say you can use a fixed percentage. If it's 10% of one type and 50% of another, you maybe you can add them together. Others say that the fines really do all the work and just leave the bigger particles behind. I think it's probably a mix of the two, but in, in my research, I found the fines tend to do most of the legwork for combustion. If you think about it, it kind of makes sense. You're going to have the, the fines doing the reacting, and they're going to burn quickly, and then leave that larger particles behind in the auction starved remnants after the the reaction but the larger particles are also sucking energy out of the system as well so they have an impact on that uh, flame propagation as well so that's the second point the effect of particle size distribution and the third is the effect of aspect ratio so most particles are not spherical and things like uh, textiles may have very long fibers you may have uh, metal flakes or you may have plastic ellipsoids and any case where it's not a perfect sphere then the impact on the radial change of the radial change is going to be much higher on the heating of those particles than longitudinal changes. So if you have a thread that has a specific, say, DTEX rating, as you decrease the DTEX number, I think that's uh, proportional to the, to the radius, um, as you decrease the radius of those threads, you're going to have a higher burning velocity. It won't have as large an effect as having shorter threads, although they may have a little bit of an effect on things like uh, dispersion in that. But in terms of reaction, it's the radial direction that's going to have the biggest impact on the burning characteristics of that material. So that's it for this episode. We've been talking about the effect of particle size on dust deflagration. It's more fundamental than a lot of the concepts we're generally talking about on the podcast. But I get a lot of great feedback when I was doing these fundamental series, science series before. The people really like to understand this part as well, understand where the things that we're working with every day are coming from. So in this episode specifically, we talked about why does the rate of dust deflagration matter? Talk about the effect on KST and the rate of the explosion. How fast the deflagration happens matters for a lot of reasons. It matters for designing isolation equipment. It matters for designing suppression equipment. It matters for designing the strength of the materials that are going to contain that explosion. We talked about why particle size impacts the rate of dust cloud deflagration. In particular, this is largely attributed to surface area and more specifically specific surface area. We talked about the impact on dust deflagration parameters, KST, MEC, and MIE. And we talked about what are some open challenges in understanding the effects of particle diameter on dust deflagration. 
We talked about the small particle limit. We talked about the effect of having a particle size distribution and the effect of having an aspect ratio for the specific particles, whether they be flakes or threads or ellipsoids. Just changing then um, one of these dimensions can have a different effect than changing the other dimension. So that's it for this episode. If you like these fundamental topics, let me know. Um, shoot me an email at chris at dustsafetyscience.com or go to this episode at dustsafetyscience.com slash 65. Leave a comment in the show notes. And if you do like the fundamental topics, let me know because this is something maybe we can cover inside the Dust Safety Academy platform after a 2020 Digital Dust Safety Conference that's coming up um, and put some lessons and some trainings in there on the fundamental science behind dust explosion and dust deflagration. As always, I want to say thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, I hope you have a safe week ahead and I appreciate everything you do in industries handling combustible dust around the world. I look forward to keep bringing this uh, weekly podcast to you to help share the knowledge on combustible dust safety. 